0: The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of
2: McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week, only at
1: McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.
2: When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% sign up and download grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast that's g-r-a-m-m-a-r-l-y dot com slash podcast easier said done
1: welcome to the arrowhead addict podcast please welcome your hosts matt connor and sterling holmes Welcome back to the second edition of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast with Sterling Holmes and Matt Connor. I am Sterling Holmes. It's lovely to see Matt Connor's face. We finally have the technology. We've done it to where I can see his glorious locks. I can see them. They're beautiful. And we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about the offense. We're going to talk about the free agents, potential signings. A lot of great stuff to get to, but first, Matt, how are you holding up in this snowmageddon? You already look like you're you're a, a yeti starting to fit in,
0: dude. I, uh yeah, you mentioned my locks, which, yeah, I guess, I guess I could probably like get it cut and donate to charity. Like that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm I've got the haggard look going on right now. Dean but Snyder is definitely... jealous. <laughs> Twisted Sister Oh, the term has come. That's that's like not even the right song or Twisted Sister. No, that's Night Ranger.
1: That's Night Ranger.
0: Yeah, but it, I just always thought it said Twisted si- anyway, I got all those confused when I was a kid. Uh yeah, anyway. Uh yeah, the hair's long. It's COVID. No one cares these days. Who sees each other? How are you holding up?
1: Uh I'm doing it. I- I'm doing it. I have a puppy. My girlfriend and I have a puppy. She wanted a puppy. I did not want a puppy, so we have a puppy. Um, it does not sleep <laughs> unless it's like it's like reverse cycling is what I you know I I looked at what babies do because I'm like this is basically a baby this is this is my life now uh, it's a baby that you don't have to breastfeed you know that that's the that's my thought process and it, it's getting better though I'm just always tired I'm on my third cup of coffee <laughs> oh wow yeah
0: so. So what was your reticence to the puppy?
1: My, my, my what?
0: These, like are, big reticence. Words.
1: Retic- these are These are huge words you're, you're throwing over here. I, I know about yeah, like why- left guard. That's, that's all I know.
0: I <laughs> I won. I, I did. By the way, side note, I did win a spelling bee when I was a kid. I go to the county bee. I have three deaf cousins who can't hear. My mom says, Hey, if you don't know the word, I'll use sign language in the audience and tell you. So I made it to like the final six. And the guy says, your word is statuesque. So I look at my mom. And if I ask for it in a sentence, that's the clue that she's supposed to give me, like spell it in the audience. So the guy says, your word is statuesque. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. So I said, can you use it in a sentence? And then my mom just like, I look in the audience, I find her and she just shrugs which of course is sign language for, I don't know. So of course in that moment, I'm like S T Q R S. I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, yes. it rang the bell of death. I walked away and reticent just means like, what are you afraid of with the dog?
1: Yeah. Well, there, there you go. I, 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 I'm still lost. I'm I, Matt. You, you're expecting me to be some astute dude. I talk football. I, I talk football. I, I don't know these words. Why your... did
0: you not want the puppy, Sterling? What was Thank against you. the puppy? Thank
1: you. Um, this the the fact that uh, sleep. But I love I love the puppy. His name is Bailey, named after our favorite spot in Florida. Uh, super cute dog. It's a Kava uh, We sometimes call him a Crocapoo because he literally bites everything. So you know, already coming up with with lame nicknames this is what we. This is how we roll. This is what we do. Um, before we get into the free agent breakdown and the plethora of guys, there's your big word, that the Chiefs have coming up, I do want to talk very quickly and give a shout-out to Manscaped. Manscaped is a um, a great provider of this show, great advertisement that they have. It's it's If you want to use their code FANSIDED20, get 20% off your order, uh, get free shipping, make sure you get those uh, – those jewels nice and cleaned up down there. I was supposed to see Run the Jewels in concert, and I'm hoping they use Manscaped because I don't want to see a bunch of hairy dudes up on stage. (laughs) Just They're trusted by over 2 million people worldwide. Make sure you go go to manscaped.com, use the code FANSIDED20, free shipping and 20% off. But now let's get into it. The free agents that Kansas city has coming up.
0: Yeah. You know, so, so in, uh, in the free agent world, normally we're used to hearing all kinds of banter and rumors, even now in February, as everyone kind of laughs at the tampering period. Um, and instead what we're getting here is, um, a lot of silence as the lack of a salary cap, um, is like, since that's not known, And, um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of like, everyone's kind of in the dark. Maybe there are deals being done under the radar, but a lot of teams are going to have to cut costs and, uh, it's just hard to know how the market's going to play out. So we thought today it would be good just to kind of break up some of the free agents that the chiefs have. Um, actually the free agency period doesn't even start until the middle of March. So we've got a good month here of sort of some conjecture, of how things are going to go. But Sterling, I wanted to throw to you uh, like, like what did you like? What do you think of like, let's talk to Marcus Robinson for a minute. Like if we're looking at the chiefs free agents, let's stick to the offensive side. Do you like D Rob's chances to hit the market
1: or come back? So again, this is the tough guys like D Rob are extremely tough. We all thought he was going to get that Chris Conley contract and bounce last year. That didn't happen. And then with the salary cap gonna probably be around 180 to 185, what is his market gonna look like from other teams? I, I think Candace City likes and they like that you can count on him. They like that he's a do it all. He's a you know bring bring your, your your lunch to work type of dude, but. I just don't think he's going to come back to Kansas City. I do think some team is going to offer him a little bit more than what Kansas City is willing to give him. Maybe he does finally get that three-year Chris Conley-type deal. I hope for D-Rob that's the case. But my personal opinion is even if it's a relatively team-friendly deal, I don't know how much I want him back. I, I-, I just don't. It's nothing against D-Rob. He's had some decent games for Kansas City. It's just. I think I'm ready for somebody who can get more separation as my number three, as my number two, I want someone who can get more separation. I'll throw you one, another wide receiver, Sammy Watkins. What do you make of him?
0: I mean, you know, that's the big one. Um, I, I have to admit I'm a little surprised at the banter in the press of uh, you know, like Brett Veach went on record saying he wouldn't mind having him back if it worked out, and you know Watkins said the same. I mean, generally, when both sides are interested in some sort in building a bridge, you can build that bridge. And um, you know, Watkins has certainly proved, you know, amenable to adjusting with finances. I mean, last off it was clear that whatever pride he had to swallow with his agent or representation to take less money they did and um so yeah you know it it it, i think the chances are are better than not that he's back again i think there's going to be some people disappointed in that because like you know you it's tiring to a fan base to watch an injury risk like over and over again, right? Like we get tired of the lack of availability. Like to me, it's crazy. Like, let's like, let's jump here real fast. And Sterling, you can weigh into too because I want to know if you're tired of it, but, but <laughs> like Eric Berry, let's talk Eric Berry for just a second. Oh,
1: come on. Day to Eric, day.
0: Like Eric Berry is one of the three greatest chiefs ever. Like I would say that like when he was on the field, he was the best at his position. He was the heart of the defense. When he came back from Hodgkin's lymphoma, I mean, it was like, it was just one of the greatest moments in Chiefs history. It was like so inspiring. And when he came back, he was better than ever. And he was already a pro bowler and an all pro player. I mean, he was just such, like like watching him in his prime, I think we forget just how dynamic of a defender he was. On some pretty bad teams for the Chiefs overall. And then because of all like the sore heel, the ankle issues, it just became too much after he signed for big money. And so now his legacy, I think, is so tarnished because that like the waiting injury thing, the week to week just kept happening. And now people are like, yeah, yeah, you know, he was great. But it was like, no, he was truly great. But that's been lost, and I think Watkins is suffering from the same of like what he brings versus what we're dealing with at present. Like, like, are you even interested in having him back or no?
1: I'm a huge Sammy Watkins guy, always have been, and I probably always will be. But I think it's time to move on. I, I do. You can't trust a number two who was who has perpetually injured as he is. If Mahomes can't trust. Can't trust him. The wide receiver group can't trust him. We all expected him to be, come back for the playoffs and be playoff Sammy. Well, dude was nowhere to be found. A- at some point, you have to say, sure, potential is tantalizing, but potential is just potential. If you can't see the field, then you're just honestly hurting the team at this point. I don't care how much he's going to make it. He's probably going to get what, maybe around five to seven million because he, he did have some good games in the playoffs the year before when the Chiefs did win the Super Bowl. I just don't think Kansas City should pay that money. That, to me, just seems like a bad risk. That's just a bad investment if I was Kansas City.
0: Yeah, I mean, I see all I see all that for sure. They need someone in that Watkins role. If Watkins can be that guy, I'm okay with it on an incentive-laden deal. But yeah, you're right. If not, let me throw you one let's talk Austin Ryder in the middle. What do you think of that? What do you think of bringing him back for a third year to at least compete at center?
1: I like him competing. I just don't potentially or particularly like Austin Ryder. I think he's fine. I think he's a very average to below average center. He gets zero push in the run game, which we've seen time and time again. Uh, I actually like Kilgore uh, instead of writer for uh, this year, but He's just not my first choice. I think he's a good backup plan. I think he's performed fine in his current role, but I would like to see someone who has more more experience and more talent. I would not be opposed if Kansas City brought in a free agent and let Ryder either walk or give him a small deal to become the backup. I don't know if Ryder would take a small deal. I don't know if him winning a Super Bowl and being a Super Bowl winning center allows him to get more money on the free agent market. I personally would be okay though seeing a rider walk. For you, Osimile. What's your take Ugh. on Osimile right here?
0: Yeah, you know, I actually wrote about Osimile today. Everyone can catch that at arrowheadaddict.com. I I um I think the majority Well, first of all, let me ask you, do you think it's safe to say the majority of Chiefs Kingdom would love to see him back?
1: Yes, I think it's very fair.
0: Okay. So then let my answer speak for the minority because I just I, like I'm ready to move on. We talked we talked wow. last week about the re- well. we talked last week about the revolving door at Left Guard. Um going to be 32 years old next year. He's going to be coming off injuries to both knees. Um like everyone is inflating what we saw in four games. I mean, he looked apart. He I mean, like, Assembly's a great performer. He's he's massive. He's strong. He, he imposes his will on most linemen opposite him. I get it. And yet, at the same time, I'm thinking, gosh, another 30-something guy, another person coming off of injury. Um, even before that, he didn't sign with the Chiefs until late July. So it's not like the whole market was scrambling to sign him in free agency, even last year. So he's he was coming off a shoulder injury and surgery. Now he's coming off of knee injury. Like I'm just having a hard time getting excited. It's nothing personal against Osimile. I'm just having a hard time getting excited about another 30 something injured lineman coming back in 2021. Uh, and you're not with me, are you?
1: No. I well I'll put it this way, I would rather have Osimile come back than Austin Ryder. I I would much rather sure, have Osimile sure. come back. I mean if back, we're comparing yeah, and I think that's a fair comparison. I, I want someone who has that experience, sure, he's coming off of injury. I, I'm 100% with you, and that's always a scary situation. But what he showed in those games was more than what a lot of the current or going to be current free agents, Chiefs, have shown on that offensive line. He actually got push pushes up front. He was someone who was actually creating holes in the run game. For all the people who want to see a more balanced attack, well, then you need guys who are maulers, guys who can push people around. Ossimile can, Ryder can't. So for me, I get it, Ryder's a center and O'Simile's a guard, but I would prefer to have Ossimile back. I, I would like to see him come back. I don't think he's going to be um, a hot commodity on the free agent market. I don't think teams are going to be vying for his services. I think he comes back on a very team-friendly deal.
0: Okay, I, I can dig that. But, but respond to this for me then, right? If you go left to right across the Chiefs line, the circumstances in every position, here it goes, right? Left tackle, you got a 30-year-old coming back from from a major injury, right? Left guard, we just talked about Osemele. Right guard, a 30-year-old now coming off of an opted season out for a whole year of just sitting. I mean, not sitting, he's treating COVID. He's a total hero for doing so. But in football terms, he's not played since 2019. And then at right tackle, you've got a deeper into his 30s coming off of back injury. That means the only position that's not dealing with a 30-something holdover missed games, mostly due to injury, is the most average position overall that we just talked about in Austin Ryder at center.
1: I think we'll see Lucas Niang start at one tackle spot, at least until the injuries to either fisher or we see what mitchell swartz says i think kansas city is going to have a complete rebuild and retooling of this offensive line i think of the guys who started last year i don't think rider's going to be there i obviously eric fisher's not there for the first eight games if i was a betting man i i'm almost leaning towards mitchell swartz probably retiring because back injuries for guys that size is so difficult to come back from you know, LDT, I think he's probably going to be starting. So I I agree there. Just, just to me, I think we're not even going to see any semblance of this current offensive line that was this year. That's my opinion.
0: Yeah. I I don't disagree with that. I just think if you're looking on paper right now in February, that's just a lot of 30 something injured linemen to deal with and Osemile adding to that. Yeah. I'm just, I think I'm over it. Maybe in the same way that other people are over Watkins or or whatever. And it's all understandable to me. Let me throw well, you one. Sure. Mike Remmers.
1: Love it. Give me him. Co- bring him back. I get it. He got absolutely – he was a turnstile in the Super Bowl. He looked like Cam Irving. I, I'm I'm not kidding. I, he was not as bad as Cam Irving. But, but he did not look good in the Super Bowl. We got to give Mike Remmers credit, though. He stepped up a lot of this year in positions – in multiple positions. I mean, right tackle, right guard, left tackle. Dude was there. Dude stepped up. His versatility and experience really shone through. Yeah, he's going to get beat by the elite guys, but he can hold his own against the majority of the NFL. That's very valuable as a swing guy, as a backup. I don't think Rimmers is going to start. I hope he's not starting at left tackle by any means, but I think he's fine if he's on your roster. He gives you a lot of depth. He's another guy who I don't think is going to – caused a lot of a lot of teams to give him a massive contract on the free agent market. I think he's gonna come back to Kansas City and I think he's gonna be that versatile do it all offensive alignment that this team desperately needs.
0: Yeah. Love it. Love it. I, I would get a Mike Rimmers tattoo. That guy did so much more than anyone is going to give him credit for. I, I hope he gets a two year deal. I, I hope he's done uh I hope he gets a little bit more security for his sake. He he really was an exemplary performer.
1: Where would Jesus you get that tattoo?
0: I don't know. Somewhere I could manscape it. I don't know. <laughs> I just said that for sponsored sponsor
1: dollars. I love it. Twenty percent off fanside at of twenty. Um, that's good. See, this is why we have Matt Connor. He is quick on his feet with the little. I don't even know how you're doing that back there. Do you have a little keyboard setup?
0: There's like a drum, there, I don't know, in this like software, there's like a button, it just says drums, so I just hit it. It'd be cool thing, if it was like the the Phil Collins in the air tonight <laughs> breakdown.
1: I was just now, about to say now that. that
0: would be a badass drum button.
1: Or or it's like Tom Sawyer and you get some some Neil Peart drum solos, that would be sweet, some 2112, <laughs> but that'd be fantastic. The, that's what we need. Come on, software folks, hook us up over here. We're tired of the little drumming symbol. Give us a Neil Peart. Um, for you, the Shermanator, the sausage, Anthony Sherman.
0: I love him. I want the Chiefs to bring him back only for his training camp outfit. Right? Am I right? <laughs> I need another onesie in my life. Like I need. I just need him. You know. Look, I mean, he's already said he wants to come back. He could care less about the money. He wants to win for championships. Yeah. uh, Here's the thing. Anthony Sherman coming back has nothing to do with money ever. He's going to take whatever they give him, even if it's the veteran minimum. I think he's a good leader. I think he's a proven performer in terms of special teams. He's not going to make the mistakes that any rookie would. The only thing that would keep Anthony Sherman from coming back is if his roster spot was more valuable to them, like with someone else, like developmental, like, like is keeping Anthony Sherman for as little as he's used on offense, is that hurting the roster by not being able to carry, say a developmental lineman of some kind, or, you know, like a Joe, like a Joe Fortson on the active roster or something like that. Like if the chiefs found themselves so deep that they needed to say goodbye to someone so endearing as Sherman, then maybe they would make that move. But I think the chiefs are always going to keep him around as long as he's interested and as long as he's effective. And both of those I think are still true in 2021. Uh, hey, let me throw one to you. You mentioned Kilgore earlier, Dan Kilgore.
1: What, like, do you think
0: there's anything there in, in him coming back?
1: Me personally, I would say yes. I would love to see Kilgore back and I want to see him start at center. I, I think he was phenomenal. I think he was much better than Austin Ryder. But Andy Reid likes to show his loyalty to guys, and he likes having the continuous uh, – basically he wants wants the same guys starting week in and week out on the offensive line. We didn't really get that a ton this year, but he was rolling with Austin Ryder. I like Kilgore, but obviously based on that, I don't think the Chiefs liked him as much as I personally did. I don't think he's going to come back if if that's what that led to, if that's what those signs are showing – But I liked him. I just don't think the Chiefs liked him enough to bring him back. Do you have any strong thoughts on, by the way, what a phenomenal last name for an offensive lineman. Kilgore just sounds like a badass. Like a dude is going to move guys around.
0: (laughs) It reminds me of Kilroy from like sticks, Mr. Roboto, right?
1: Yeah. Like Kilgore you know I'm talking Yeah, I know what you're talking about. you're too young to know what I'm talking about, By the way, Matt, I saw Sticks in concert. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you, sir? Don't you don't you question my Sticks knowledge. I have a stick good, shirt good that good I wore. I have a stick shirt that I wore for like my 6th grade at school picture. So you better not come in here with that soft bleep.
0: You are you are Kilroy. You are.
1: So any anyway. strong feelings though on Kilgore. Do, do you no, think I he's good? okay. Okay, well then I'll throw you one that I think. I think wh- he's
0: a replacement I think he's replacement level player and I think the Chiefs found him late for a reason. I think there's ten other guys just like him and, and I mean no offense, it's just the nature of the of the position and,
1: and other guys that are out there like him. So I'll throw you a name that I'm sure we're both gonna have some extremely strong thoughts on. I'll let you go first, Mr. Le'Veon Bell.
0: Hmm. You know, I, um, yeah, I have I have some mixed thoughts there. I would actually love to see him back, but it would have to be like a really cheap deal, and that's just not happening. I think, I think there are too many teams somehow with needs at running back, and I think that there's still enough. Um, of an aura around Bell and his dominance at the position um, before he ever went to the Jets, that some team is going to give him something in the neighborhood of $5 million annual. And, I mean, that's just going to be way too steep for the Chiefs to ever pay the price. I was just so shocked at how little he was used. You know, when we signed him, it was like, oh my gosh, another, like, this is unfair. Like, that was how it was termed, was the Chiefs signing this guy is, like, unfair to the rest of the league. And then it turns out it was unfair to Bell. Like, he never even really got much of a chance on the roster. Daryl Williams is the Bell cow in the
1: playoffs. I do not know baby. what to make of any of it. Well, he has a better nickname. Daryl the Barrel is a way better nickname than Lavia. I mean, come on.
0: Right, that's true, that's true. What, what do Reeves you think of bell in. you said we had a lot to say about it
1: yeah i i don't want him back and I'll, I'll say unless he's coming back on a veterans minimum deal i don't i don't he does not fit this team's running style he needs an offensive line who will give him holes because he can dance around and sit back there and find it this offensive line don't sit back there and dance you're gonna get a you're gonna get tackled tackle for a loss it's what's gonna happen and And that's where I, after I with Le'Veon Bell, his style does does not fit what this offense needs, and that's why I think we didn't see him. That's why I think we saw more Daryl Williams, because Daryl did barrel through the offensive line. He's not waiting for holes to to, to come up. He finds and creates his own holes. He's going to try to run through guys. So uh, just in my opinion, it wasn't a good fit. You're right. It wasn't fair to Le'Veon Bell. I think he went ring-chasing, and he came up just short. I don't know what his value is. I don't know if another team is going to offer him a, a huge contract. He seemed to be a, a step slower. He obviously still has that great vision, but we never even really saw him in the passing game, which I thought we'd at least see him there. Um, honestly, it was kind of a disappointing however many games he was here. How many games do you think he played? Was it like eight? ten? Ten?
0: Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but that would be my guess is 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 maybe eight or nine.
1: And, and it was very disappointing. We never saw a game where he was running through guys. We never really saw a game where he had like six catches for 85 yards. Uh, just to me, I would be completely content if he was not back because D- uh, Damian Williams is coming back. And you just spent a first rounder on Clyde. If you don't think Clyde is your bell cow, your number one dude, then why the hell did you spend a first round draft pick on a guy to be a you know a split back and to split carries with with some other guys? That that to me would make no sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm with you on Clyde too. I mean, if we see any season below sixteen hundred or more yards from scrimmage, like I think we all need to reveal. Like, I, like it's, it's just silly. I he needs sixty targets, plus in the passing game. He needs every opportunity to eclipse the thousand yard mark. It's not that you want to chase stats, but it's just like we should be funneling offensive opportunities through Clyde, and um and doing whatever it takes to help his learning curve to be able to be on the field on those key down. Like if there's issues with pass blocking or whatever, I mean let's let's do the requisite work to get there
1: and i'm with you because i was someone who was very upset they drafted clyde in the first round nothing against him as a person as a player he was my i mean he was my number one running back coming out of college my point my point is i didn't want any running back in the first round right Right. when you you see today's nfl and you have guys like undrafted james robinson who i think had the most. rushing yards as a rookie it's not like jacksonville was some all-worldly offensive line down there on that 1-15 team so just to me I, i just didn't see the value but if you're gonna spend a first rounder make sure you get your money's worth and that means using him and using him to the best of his ability which again i think is the pass game that was probably the biggest surprise to me was we didn't really see him it, same where I said Le'Veon on Bell, but you know those six catches eighty five yards or getting him the ball in the open field that was maybe the biggest surprise uh from Clyde this season was the lack of receptions in the pass game.
0: yeah, yeah and I, I mean I think that'll be I think that'll be the biggest offensive shift next year is is much more of it being funneled through him and you know intentionally to keep defenses honest from from it just turning into you know, the sort of looks that they got um, against the Bucks for, you know, for all 16 games next year.
1: So one thing I do want to talk about very quickly is Dave Tobe and the special teams. Dave Tobe has been so good for so long for Kansas City, but this year was a real uh, reverse. There was a lot of special teams problems and issues that arose this season. What did you make of the the poor year on special teams
0: man yeah that, that it was rough it was rough to watch at time i mean on one, on one hand you had like byron pringles return right i mean there were some performers here you had harrison butker being as automatic as ever from um you know from long distance uh, and and he won a couple games like it like he was responsible for um you know, for putting the Chiefs over the top in a couple games too. So, so I don't want to say there weren't highlights there, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It was, it was, um, it was hard to watch. And like, and speaking of Butker, you know, there were the yips on extra points and uh, yeah, it was just, it was an odd year on special teams and it was, it was a far fall. Like, like, what do you make of it? Do you think that there are long-term issues to be worried about there? Or do you just kind of give them a a one-year pass?
1: I want to say give him a one-year pass, but they keep throwing out McCole Hardman, and that to me is just frustrating. I just don't think McCole Hardman is that dude when it comes to punt returns and kick returns. As explosive as he is, and he's obviously had a couple of great returns in his career, I just don't like him consistently being back there. We saw so many issues, and at one point I literally said, Let's put no one back there to return punts. That's not something you say when you have a great special teams unit. That's that's not something you're, you're excited to, to say. When typically, when someone's kicking or punting to you, you, go. I can't wait to see this return. And I'm sitting here, go. Just don't bleep it up. Um, Tommy Townsend had a lot of struggles this year, both on holds, which that came up a few times. But there was talks about how he was uh, messing up some of his holds for Harrison Bucker. Uh, he had a lot of shanks. Super Bowl obviously comes to mind. I don't know. I don't know if Tommy Townsend is the guy either. Uh he, he obviously has a huge leg, but when you don't punt as often as Kansas City does, I would much rather have the consistency than someone who can occasionally kick it 70 yards. That's where I'm at.
0: Yeah, I I think at the very least the miscues this year will have everyone looking very closely at special teams in 2021 with maybe an an eye for changes if, if needed. But, but you know, they've been so good for so long. I'm more benefit of the doubt at this point.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you.
0: Hey, let's talk uh, real quick. Uh, Every week we're going to have book club, music club. It really just means what are you reading? What are you listening to? Sterling, I'd love to know what your book club for this week.
1: Oh, I just finished a book called The Knicks by Nathan Hill. Phenomenal. It it started off as a joke. I would go to Half Price Books, and each time my girlfriend would see this book and say, don't you have this book at home? And I didn't. And so eventually, on like the sixth time she she said that, I go, all right, I'm buying it so that way I finally have this book at home. Um, I read it, and it was actually extremely good. And I'm also reading War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy, which, my goodness, takes a long-ass time. To get into, (laughs) it's like two hundred fifty, dude. Two hundred fifty pages of backstory. Who the hell needs this?
0: (laughs) There's a reason why like Oprah doesn't say, "I recommend this Russian novel to like moms waiting in the soccer line or whatever." I don't know how those book clubs work, but I'm assuming that's how and why you never see like Dostoyevsky in that list.
1: You mean Dog Dostoyevsky? Because my dog reads that book. Dog Dostoyevsky. Yeah, that was bad. That was terrible. I, l-
0: I love it. I love it. Ruff-
1: what do you read? Ruff- <laughs> uh, no, so, no, uh, no. You can go back. You better say, say it. Just say it. Say I was going to say
0: Russian literature to be <laughs> to make a dog to make a dog book <laughs> joke and bring it around. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm reading Underground. Uh, I'm reading Underground Airlines by Ben Winters, which is a which is a look at what if slavery had never been abolished in four particular states and what it would look like in the present tense to have that still at work in the world. It's, it's a pretty fascinating read. Um, and, uh, yeah, I I, mean, I love it so far. I'll let you know how it goes.
1: What states Four. that seems those four states, they must've really bleeped. Yeah. Out, like, they
0: the, call them the hard four in the book and it's like South Carolina, Georgia, you know, all the ones that you would expect. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's a, it's a book that allows, it's a fiction book that, that comments on social commentary and it, 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 does it really well without being, um, yeah, it's, it's entertaining and, and, uh, enlightening. So
1: music club, what, what, what's coming through the ears for you?
0: So yeah, real quick. I, I just have a, I have a recommendation for you because I know you were schooled in like classic rock and I didn't know if you knew, but if you're a Credence Clearwater Revival fan, John Fogarty had two sons and they're both in this sort of newer LA based band called the band's called Hardy Har and they make like rock and roll that just pays homage to all the stuff they grew up on. They just released a new album last Friday and it's like, it's just so good. It's just so good uh, with, in in all the ways that like old rock and roll is good. So I, I figured that would be, my recommendation for you this week.
1: What's funny is they're probably both fortunate sons at the end of the day because, you know, CCR and John Fogerty did very well for themselves. Thank you. There you go. They, they they don't do leave me hanging. Original. I know. Yeah. They, don't leave me hanging. That was bad, but check out Mingo. <laughs> fish yeah. trap. Mingo fish trap. Yeah. Funny name, serious band. Uh, they're very good. They're kind of funky. Uh, almost kind of like Robert Randolph in the family band. Uh, Love bit, those guys. Uh, yeah. A little bit like Leon bridges too, to an extent. Very good. I would check out Mingo fish Trap. Also, if you're a drummer, extremely fun to drum to.
0: Uh, well folks, that is it for us today on the arrowhead addict podcast. As always, you can find us on Twitter at home stretch. that's Sterling. I am Matt Connor, AA, um, and of course you can catch all of our content at arrowhead addict. Feel free to look us up on your favorite podcast, podcast player review us wherever you can feel free to leave questions in the reviews and we'll get, we'll try to answer them on the air and stay tuned later this week for your normal host. your more informed host. You're probably a more polite host, right?
1: Are you calling me know. mean? You call saying. me rude, Matt? How dare you, sir? No,
0: I'm just saying, I'm just saying that Matt Verderam and Patrick Allen are fine men. And Matt Conner's and, basically uh, yeah. called
1: me an asshole. I get it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and let's go manscaped run those jewels.